Hello all, this is Anthony Stockwell from Hadlow College. Welcome to the second podcast we are making. Uh, This podcast is related to risk assessments. Really, really important um, to do this as uh, you'll be required to do risk assessments throughout the endpoint assessment. They'll come in at many different stages uh, and they significantly uh, affect the grading of the endpoint assessments because a lot of the weighting of the marks is actually on the um, risk assessment. You need to do the risk assessment before any practical task and um, it's it's so vital to get off to that really good start. Um, so a few things before really get our teeth stuck into um, risk assessments, just going to cover what we're going to do in, in this uh, podcast. First of all, we're going to go through a few definitions. Um, going to go through the five steps of a risk assessment. Now, this five steps of a risk assessment is a term that you'll hear a lot. I'm just going to go through briefly now the five steps of a risk assessment. So they are number one, identify the hazards. Number two, decide who can be harmed and how. Step three, evaluate the risks and decide on precautions. Step four, record your findings. Step five, review your assessment and update if if necessary. We're going to go through those five steps in quite a bit of detail. Um, Last sort of thing after we've done gone through all those steps is we're going to just go through really good practice um, and how you can get the best marks and and how you can prepare for for doing this in front of the examiner on the on the day. So first thing we're, we're going to go through is actually what is a risk assessment. Um, a risk assessment is very, very simple. It is a case of identifying what what could cause someone harm. Um, and then it's just a process of, of working out how uh, measures can be put in place to reduce any chance or any severity of the of that hazard causing someone harm so it's, it's generally generally speaking and put it to put it very simply it's to it's a process to improve safety next thing we are going to define is um bear with me a second here is the next thing we're going to define is what is a hazard okay and i'm i'm actually reading this out from the hsc website the health and health safety safety executive website Um, hazard is anything that can cause harm these can be hazards to physical health such as chemicals electricity working from ladders an open drawer or to mental health quite importantly Um, so a hazard is anything that has the potential to cause harm now i'm going to define what a risk is which is um, actually different to a hazard Now, the risk is defined as the chance or the likelihood uh, of something occurring. So that could be high, it could be low, um, and it's it's the likelihood that somebody could be harmed from the hazard. Um, And they are an indication of how serious um, the harm could be. So put very simply, a hazard is um, something that can cause somebody harm. The risk is the chance or the likelihood of that hazard occurring. Right, what we're going to go through now in a bit more detail is um, the five steps of a risk assessment.
Um, step one of the risk assessment is identifying the hazards. Um, so this is, put simply, anything that could um, cause harm. So just going to give you 10 seconds to have a think about what, what could potentially cause you harm at work. Now, there are many go-to hazards, I'd describe them. There's many hazards that are applicable to many jobs, okay? Just going to go through a few of these now um, and see if you can think of any equipment that it particularly would relate to or any different jobs that it relates to at work. So hazards um, could be something like slips, trips and falls. That's one of the most common ones. During any task, you need to do walking, you need to do um, to get on a machine, you need to get on a mower. Slips, trips and falls could occur on any occasion. Um, other, other hazards, um, simply things like crushing, crashing, um, not particularly pleasant, but um, could be things like electric shock, could be hot parts on a machine. Um, could be things like uh, on a mower, for example, you don't want to be putting your hands near any hot parts such as the engine, the exhaust, any oils. Um, another hazard here, could it's quite similar to the hot parts, but moving parts such as moving blades, um, moving uh, chains or belts on machine, uh, particularly on tractors. Um, a big hazard here is the PTO shaft, and you certainly don't want to be getting near near that or any moving parts. Um, now, another huge um, and one of the most common hazards in the workplace is manual handling, lifting, bending, pulling, pushing. Now... At any stage, you'll be you'll be asked to um, move something, lift something, and and that's where you just need to be really careful um, and reduce the amount that you're doing. Um, and but manual handling is a very common um, hazard, and back injury is it's one of the most common things, and um, has people off work very often for that. Another thing to consider is that hazards aren't always visible. They can be invisible to, or maybe not immediately obvious. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of the invisible um, hazards now. One of those is noise. Noise in the workplace, particularly long-term exposure, can, can cause um, long-term health problems. Fumes as well, breathing in toxic air, Breathing in uh, chemicals, breathing in exhaust fumes, um, for example, um, having a machine running indoors in an um, area that's not well ventilated is creating fumes. Another one uh, is the fire risk from the fuels. may not be visible um, until actually something is, is lit, but fires are a huge hazard. Um, Another one here, um, vibration from machines. You can't necessarily see it unless you're, you can feel it perhaps, but long-term exposure, vibration is a, is a huge hazard. Um, another hazard that isn't particularly always visible, maybe the weather conditions. Um, 
okay, you may you may be able to see heavy rain. You may be able to see um, that that may affect ground conditions um, and make things more slippery. Uh, could be high winds may may cause hazards such as trees to become unstable and they may fall down. And obviously, you don't want that to happen to you. Um, but other hazards here be something like, particularly in summer, UV radiation. It's another hazard that isn't particularly visible at that time. Now, for the endpoint assessment, what you want to do is um, you want to be giving as much detail as possible. The examiner will ask you to do a risk assessment. The, the more detail, the more hazards you can give, the better. So just keep talking. Bombard the examiner with information. Be able to list off and reel off as many different hazards as possible. Now, what I'm just going to do is pick a couple of jobs and go through um, particularly personal hazards for, for those jobs. And as I'm, as I'm going through these hazards, have a think about, is my list exhaust, exhaustive? Can you think of any more hazards that would be appropriate to this job? So the first job I'm going to go through is changing holes, a very typical job that uh, you'd all do on your golf courses. Now, one of the biggest hazards here is slips, trips and falls, carrying and lifting that equipment to the, the site. Um, often you're walking up hills or you're walking on uneven ground. Um, slips, trips and falls, you may be carrying lots of equipment as well and you wouldn't want to fall on, on that equipment. Uh, another hazard is getting hit by a golf ball. Um, for different sports, if you're if you're marking out or you're you're mowing uh, a football pitch or something here, uh, could be getting hit by a cricket ball, could be getting hit by a football. All of those are hazards. Um, another really key hazard when you're changing holes is the manual handling. Uh, you have to lift the the soil out. You have to um, hit the hole changer into the ground. That's actually the most common hazard when changing holes uh, is the manual handling. Going to go through another job here, um, which is possibly or potentially more dangerous than uh, changing holes, and that would be using a tractor. So I'm just going to go through um, some of the clear hazards of using a tractor. Now, first of all, it may may seem very obvious, but danger of driving. Uh, there could be substantial injury or death from driving into a person or animal. Um, injury from from moving arms, um, protruding the equipment. Uh, could be, for example, a hopper throwing out fertiliser or distributing that fertiliser, getting near someone. Um, now, pr on tractors, you have pressurised oil systems. Um, so just got to be really careful checking that the pipes are um, all intact before operating it. The oil is under pressure and that can actually pierce skin. So you need to be really careful of, of that. Um Another substantial hazard is the power takeoff or the PTO shaft, making sure that it's not running while you, you're near it, um, making sure that the guard is in place as well. Another huge hazard um, from tractors is contours on the ground, uh, making sure that a tractor isn't taking over a slope, 
uh, that's too severe um, as obviously you wouldn't want to roll the tractor over. Um, another hazard on tractors would be the correct counterbalancing as you wouldn't want uh, to put a huge implement on the back that's very heavy but not put let's say tractor weights on the front. Um, you wouldn't want the tractor to um, to to um, could potentially um, cause imbalance or if you were to break sharply could flip over so that is a, a huge hazard there um, having we spoke earlier about moving parts hot parts of the machinery so making sure all guards are in place um, another hazard while using tractors is the potential flying objects projectile objects um, could be projectile objects from something that you are doing but it could also be golf balls flying at you or or other um projectile limit uh, things like cricket balls or footballs as mentioned um another hazard we, we mentioned um earlier we mentioned slip strips and falls again getting on and off the tractor uh, having that footing um is very very sensible to be doing that as um carefully as you can um other hazards overhead obstacles power lines um sort of the top of gates perhaps another hazard blind spots poor visibility driving in fog for example is a is a very dangerous thing to do um especially also blind spots going around corners going around um maintenance facilities uh, that's a that's a huge hazard. Um, potential another hazard, um, particularly on slopes, is if you get out of the vehicle and don't put the handbrake up, or you only put the handbrake up, uh, let's say ninety percent of the way, it could potentially um, could move. Another hazard, the risk of an electric shock. So being very careful around the battery when you're doing your pre-start checks or if you have any electrical um, wires, cables that you're putting onto the back of the tractor um, or operating. Other hazards here, hot parts from the engine. Uh, they can obviously burn. So keeping hands away from, from those um, hot parts. Um, another hazard, fuel can ignite um, and cause an irritation to the skin when refueling. Um, excessive noise, that's a huge hazard. Um, looking at the tyres, they, they could be hazarded in themselves uh, through a puncture if a sidewall's damaged, if a tractor, if a, if a tyre isn't in good health, it's exploding, could cause, um, could cause uh, someone harm. Um, particularly if, if you're driving whilst it happens. And lastly, another hazard is the adverse weather conditions could could make roads slippier, could make um, vis visibility poor. So um, in terms of stopping distance, if uh, a road is icy, if a road is wet, the stopping distance from the time you put down the, on the brake uh, will obviously increase. The tractor could slide. It... Um, you could not be in control. So that could be a huge hazard. What we've gone through there is many, many different hazards for tractor driving and changing holes. As part of a reflective activity, as part of um, thinking about 
the hazards. What I'd really encourage you to do is every time you're on a job, every time you're at work, have a think about what the potential hazards are. Try and verbalise them. Try and articulate them. Speak about them. Um, the more hazards you can give on the day of the endpoint assessment, the more likely you are to get the high grades, the high marks. So it's really important to to use your creative ideas, to think of... Um, other situations, other scenarios. I mean, you may be doing your endpoint assessment in the summer, um, but have a think about the icy conditions that could be um, could occur in the in the winter. They may not be obvious to you at, at that particular time of year, but you just need to use your creativity, your ideas, and f- it may sound pretty horrible, but you need to think of that worst case scenario because during that worst case scenario is when is when the hazards will be more obvious. Okay, we're going to go on. Um, I, well, before we go on, actually, I'm just going to mention some other sources where you can find out hazards. Um, Manufacturer's instructions or data sheets, chemical sheets, uh, they can be very helpful in uh, explaining hazards and putting them into their true perspective. Um, You could also look back at accident reports to find out hazards. Um, Take into account non-routine operations such as cleaning. Um, We didn't really speak about cleaning the tractor or um, clean that whole changer, but but an air hose could be a hazard. Okay, what we're going to do next is going to go on to the second part or the second step of a risk assessment. So step one, just to be clear, that was identify the hazard. Um, Step two is who might be harmed. Um, Now, the case when we think about who can be harmed, it's essentially anyone within that work area. Okay, so first and foremost, you will be in that work area. Um, could be your employees. Um, could be members of the public. Could be animals. Could be um, anyone that is their um, colleagues, golfers, football players, coaches, uh, cricket players. They're all they're all going to be in the work area, or potentially could be in the work area. They may not also be particularly visible. So they may be around a corner, it may be foggy, so you may not necessarily see them at first hand. Um, But that is who might be harmed. Now, the next step, the third step of a risk assessment is evaluating the risk. Um, You've identified the hazard and you need to decide how likely that harm will occur. In other words, the risk level and what you're going to do about it. Now, risk is a a part of everyday life and you're not expected to eliminate all risk completely. But what you are expected to do is um, to reduce that risk and make sure you're you're able to manage it responsibly. Um, Now, there is a way that that we've done this here at Hadlow um, on one of the risk assessment templates that we've given you. um, And that is um, sort of a, a very simple mathematical equation. The maths equation involves um, you deciding the likelihood and times in that by the severity of the hazard and then providing a risk assessment. Um, 
So when you're changing holes, for example, the likelihood um, of hurting your back, it, it may be likely, it may be possible. Um, so you perhaps give that a score. Um, the severity of hurting your back could be quite bad. Um, it, it's, it's, it shouldn't be fatal, um, but it could be major or minor. And you then give that a risk rating. And that risk rating could be low, medium or high. Um, as part of the evaluation of the, the risk and deciding on the precautions, um, what you need to do is think about steps that you do to reduce that risk. Really clear and obvious one, um, let's talk about noise. So if we're thinking about reducing the likelihood and severity of our noise, uh, is what are you going to do about that noise? Um, first and foremost, you could wear ear defenders to reduce that noise. That's what everyone thinks of when when they're reducing noise. But there are, there are other things you could do as well. Um, for example, oiling or greasing moving parts. Um, not putting the, the revs up so high on an engine. Not using it indoors. Um, or using alternative um alternative equipment such as electric equipment which isn't as noisy as petrol diesel or engine driven equipment so um, step three evaluate the risks and decide on precautions is is that sort of critical point where you need to um, it's the thought process behind that hazard and how you're going to reduce the the severity and likelihood of it occurring now, the fourth step of a risk assessment is recording your findings. Uh, just to recap, I'm going to go through all the steps so far. So step one is identify the hazards. Step two is decide who can be harmed and how. The third step is the evaluation, uh, the evaluation of the risk. Um, it is the evaluating the risks and deciding on precautions. Step four is recording your findings. Now, this is, is very simply done. Um, they're written down on a risk assessment template uh, and completed. Um, if you are in a workplace with five or less employees, by law, you do not need to have them written down. Um, however, for every employer, um, every company that has five or more employees, by law, you must write them down. One thing I'd really encourage you to do at your workplace is um, to ask your manager uh, if you can read through them. Um, have a think about um, the paperwork involved and managers really should be communicating the risks and hazards and the risk assessment process within their business. It's not something you may do um, on a day-to-day -day basis, but particularly when weather's bad or... or um, your productivity on the golf course is low, you may have a big competition on or or just can't simply get out there. Maybe a good activity to do um, uh, when it's not particularly pleasant to work out on the golf course or you're really busy. Now, the fifth step of a risk assessment is the review stage. So the, the fifth step is titled Review Risk, risk Assessments an update if necessary. I'm just going to go through all the steps uh, to get to this stage so far. So step one was identify the hazards. Step two, decide who can be harmed 
and how. Step three, evaluate the risk and decide on precautions. Step four, record your findings and implement them. Step five is the review. Review your risk assessment and update if necessary. So on the day of the endpoint assessment, um, it'd be good to give some detail upon this. Um, the review is essentially, have, has, have there been any changes? Are there any improvements that need to be taken on your risk assessment? Um, have the employees, have they spotted any, any potential problems? So it might be a case of that, uh, let's say a particular hole changer or a particular tractor that two people have um, in the last few months have injured themselves on that tractor. So that is where, because there's been an injury or, or they've been hurt, that's where a, an update may be needed on that risk assessment. Um, risk assessment or the review stage of a risk as- assessment is a great opportunity to learn from prior mistakes or near misses. Hopefully you will learn from um, before an accident actually does occur. Um, as part of the risk assessment for the endpoint assessment, you do not need to write anything down. Um, it's a verbal risk assessment that needs to be done. Okay, so we've been part of this podcast. We have, um, first of all, started off by um, going through the risk assessment, um, explaining the, the key terms in terms of what what is a risk assessment, what are hazards, what are risks. Um, we've been through those five steps for a risk assessment. I'm just going to summarise now and um, and go through some sort of best practice on how you can um, perform this really well on the day. Um, now, what, a couple of things I would suggest is um, getting practice of doing risk assessments. Through our resources at Hadlow, we've given you uh, memory sticks, and on those memory sticks, there are uh, templates for doing the risk assessments. We'll also give you paper-based risk assessments if we haven't already, so you can complete those on there. But that's all well and good, us giving you all those templates, but the, the thing is, on the day of the endpoint assessment, you need to be doing a verbal risk assessment. I'm just going to give you some top tips now on how you can perform that really well. Um first thing I'd say is practice, practice, practice. Verbalise, articulate, go over the risk assessment. Try and give as many hazards as possible. The second thing I'd encourage you to do is go through those five steps for risk assessment. Make sure you know those five steps of, five steps of a risk assessment off by heart. Because if you're able to do those, um, you'll get a higher mark, you'll get a higher grade. Um, the you're expected to do a risk assessment before every task. And if you can go over the five steps, you're, and if you, if you know those five steps, your, your mark actually will be boosted because you're, you're able to, because there's more than one practical. And it's, the way the marking works is that if you're able to give those five steps, for, for if you're able to do it once, it'll be kind of like multiplied by the amount of tasks you do. So I can't emphasize enough how important it is to memorize those five steps for a risk assessment. Um, and just, I know I've said it once and I've said it twice and I'll say it again, just going to go through the, the five steps of a risk assessment one more time. Uh, so first of all, step one is identify the hazards. The second step, step two, is decide who can be harmed and how. 
Step three is evaluate the risks and decide upon precautions. Step four is record your findings and implement them. Step five is review that risk assessment activity and update if necessary. Thank you all for listening. I hope this podcast has been helpful. Um, If anyone has any questions or any queries or anything they want to mention, please do get in touch. We are here to help. I hope this podcast has been beneficial. Please uh, look out for the other ones and um, by by listening to them all, uh, you'll be able to make good links between them because I think this one will link in quite well with the practical um, podcast and preparing for the practical assessments. So look out for that podcast. Maybe worth listening to that one next. Uh, but thank you all for listening and looking forward to um, you getting some high grades on your important assessments.